Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo, and Fios Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Cheer up. Uh, thank you for downloading this podcast. Um, I appreciate you letting me talk to you. I'm your host, Erin McGathy. I host the live version of the show at the UCB Theater, but now it's the podcast. It's different. It's intimate. We are going to start a relationship. I want you to fall in love with me. I've already fallen in love with you. I can feel what you're feeling when you hurt, I hurt. When you feel joy, I feel joy. Uh, every podcast episode, I'm going to have a different guest on. I'm going to be talking to them about love, sex, relationships, and uh, other things because, you know, we're not robots. We talk about other things. Things happen. We're having a good time. We're human beings. Uh, on my first episode, I, I couldn't think of a better way to start out this podcast than by having um, one of, if not the most lovely people I've ever met, ever. He's uh, he's so kind and talented. He created the show Community. Ever heard of it? Um, also, uh, Channel 101. Ever heard of it? Or... Uh, the the failed channel one one pilot uh the links ever heard of it uh he's also my boyfriend so it seems natural to start this show out about relationships with my uh with my boyfriend yes boyfriend i'm his girlfriend he's aware of our relationship we decided on it together and now here is uh, my first episode with uh, guest Dan Harmon. Please enjoy This Feels Terrible, the podcast. Probably 12 years old, the girl Sue was 11, I think. And we played Truth or Dare. Me and my friend Chris made an agreement before the Truth or Dare game to rig the game. Uh, uh, Is this at a party at someone's house or like set the set was, the scene? It was in a it was in a field in the summertime next to some railroad tracks in suburban <laughs> Milwaukee. And Chris and I rigged the game beforehand by agreeing that if. Uh, if it came to us, we would dare each other to kiss the girls, respectively, that we had crushes on. And uh, so I, I, I was sitting in a circle with these with these other children, and uh, we we started playing Truth or Dare. It came to Chris. He said, "I dare you to kiss Sue." And I like, and, and everybody re reacted and I, I, my heart started racing and my, my, my face like, like, like felt like it was on fire. And I, uh, 
I th- she was she must have been wearing a baseball cap with the brim facing forward because I remember like reaching out and like like turning her baseball cap around oh, um but, like <laughs> as if I was like some maestro preparing the field you know preparing for right like right. oh I can't I, um, you're taking the, taking the lid like, off of your entree yeah cr- cracking my knuckles before a, before a concerto um <laughs> and I I, I tur- and I remember she was like not. She was, she was, it wasn't like this was some girl that like had this huge crush on me necessarily. Like if she did, she certainly, um, saw the value in playing hard to get. And, uh, but I, I think <laughs> the Occam's razor would say she probably wasn't into me. And, uh, but I, I, I leaned in to, uh, kiss her and I didn't, I had never kissed a girl before. If you're if you're detecting some resentment in in my voice, it's because of this story, uh, which uh, ends with me leaning in to kiss Sue, and uh, because I didn't know how to kiss her, uh, it made I I I did like suction, like because I thought that that's what a kiss was, like you're right. like I knew there there's supposed to be so you're supposed to do something with your mouth, and uh, and so it it went. Like, I made this like sound like like and and like her lip like sucked into my like I I tried to suck her like face off like because like, oh, I was just, like nervous and like was trying to kiss right and it made yeah. this just fart sound and then everybody laughed and she and she went ew gross and uh, and and I did what the any cool guy would do I just I I acted like I meant to do it and like stared <laughs> stared at the dirt and and, uh, and and like laughed along with everybody and and like you were prank joke kissing her um I don't know like like I don't or or like it's more like like oh yeah like it's not like it's not like sometimes kisses don't make big fart sounds. Like, 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 like if you kiss enough chicks, you find that out. You know, uh, I guess you guys haven't heard yet. Yeah, this is what like, it's like, like. like. Just sort of like I, I just, I just, I. It was either that or get up and run and cry or so. So I just, I did the which I should have done. I should, that would have been more honest. I should have said I never kissed anybody before. I'm sorry that I did it wrong. Can we try it again? But instead, I uh, kind of Ace Ventura it and uh, kind of <laughs> hung out and bobbed my head and and probably. Uh, like, right. like, like, tried to act cool and uh, probably okay. looked like an idiot. Gotcha. Uh, probably was wearing a floral print shirt and probably did have a <laughs> bunch of mousse in my hair. I think the idea, the idea of like turning someone's hat around like the backwards that's uh, that sounds very romantic and sexy. I like that the I think kids do like the sexiest things because they mimic movies. Kids do the sexiest things. <laughs> oh goodness, it's true. <laughs> I mean, they can't help it. Yeah. I mean, we can't help it. I mean, if it weren't for if it weren't for the stigmas created by various legislation, that would be a hit TV show. <laughs> Kids do the sexiest things. <laughs> uh, because I think I think the reason there is legislation uh, in that area is because we all agree. Kids do do the sexiest things. Absolutely, sexier than adults. <laughs> it's natural. <laughs> They're just doing what feels good. They just want it. <laughs> they all they? want it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's only as you turn 18 that you start to not want it as much and start being less sexy. Well, and everything. When, when your hips are the same exact width as your chest, yeah. that's well, when you really want it. Mm-hmm. And everything's sexier when it's a secret. <laughs> a, a, a fear-induced secret under penalty of, of, of telling your parents. 
Isn't, that, mean, what, isn't that what pedophiles do? They say, yes, don't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they say do, 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 it, do, do it. I know. I know this isn't the case because I know that you are you are absolutely not a pedophile. But it's funny you saying, wait, isn't that what they do? Uh, <laughs> like I heard I had that a uh, who was a pedophile. He told me that they they have a truck full of lollipops. Yeah, it's, no, but I was saying, like, like, yeah. isn't there, the, the reason why kids don't tell is because the the predator says to them. If you tell anyone about this, I'll tell you, or your mom and dad are going to be really mad at you or something like that. Something that yeah. doesn't well, there's make so much, any there, sense. There's but. so much, there's so much shame involved with being molested that, that it's not too hard to convince a child that they're doing something wrong. And, uh, yeah. Especially when it involves a wiener. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this is, this feels terrible, the podcast. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, I would, uh, you know, when you're a kid, you don't know how to express your sexuality. And like you, you see movies and like I said, like kids do the sexiest things, meaning they just like mimic the Kathleen Turner, like winking or like blinking. Yeah, it's always a, it's a weird, like little girls, especially because men are like, I mean, we, we, we take like clumsy attempts at being like James Bond and stuff, but James Bond karate chops people, shoots people and mm-hmm. makes love to to various women, women are more conditioned socially by by their immediate social groups, and even more so by pop culture to to have this sort of performance based like mating dance. Right, and so it's really alarming and upsetting when like a seven year old girl or five year old girl like like in the, goes to the doorway of her bedroom and like does some flawless impression of some <laughs> Ali Sheedy movie she saw. Like like like, like Ali no Sheedy. I'm thirty nine. It's so funny you say Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy's my one celebrity lookalike. Oh. I look like Ali Sheedy. It's I look true. like a redheaded yeah, Ali yeah, Sheedy. Kind of Ali Sheedy-ish. Um, I, I, when I was like in the first grade and I would get changed for bed, I would tell my parents, I'm going to go slip into something a little more comfortable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Until my mom eventually was like, don't say that you're going to slip into something a little Everybody more comfortable. Everybody has a story like that, either about themselves or about someone that was like, so, so like, like little girls like eventually do that. They, do, no, they say like, I'm, I'm well. I'm off to bed. Uh, in case anyone would like to join me, like they don't, they don't, they don't know what they're saying. They, they're like, they, they know, but they do know that they're that it has to do with men and women and being right. sexy. They just don't know what any of those words mean. Yeah. I remember, I remember one of my little cousins when I was still a kid. So she was like just a, just a baby. Like uh, I remember her like watching TV and we were watching figure skating and. Uh, she kept turning to her mom, my aunt, and saying over and over again, she just kept asking every 15 seconds, she says, mommy, is that sexy? Is that <laughs> sexy? She had just learned the concept of sexy, and she oh, just, no. so she's just asking, like with anything else, mm-hmm. like you te- kids are designed to like figure out the rules, and what is that? So, okay, so like if if the apartment door here doesn't look exactly like the double doors of a skyscraper, a kid figures out instant, almost instantly, like has the power to understand that a door is a door, even that it has some definitions to it. But, and, and so <laughs> it's like, but, but there's a, there's a point when a kid goes, well, that's what's in my line of sight is like a door. Right, right. But like, you, you, and that's what's everywhere. And, and it has a million different shapes to it. And yet there's like, we all take it for granted and go like, Oh, a door is a door and a door is not an elephant. That's what language is for. It's like kids are doing the same thing with, with, 
uh, wieners and butts and boobs and sexiness and pretty and right. uh, and and they're they're just learning that stuff at the same time as they're learning about elephants and doors, but it it, it comes off really creepy for everyone who's gone through puberty. Have you ever the the uh, the foremost example of this right now are the the uh, beauty pageant shows? Have you ever seen? Gosh, what are they called? Um, uh, You're talking about those with little kids. Yeah, the. Uh, yeah, the well, that that God, show that toddlers the... and tiaras. Yes, toddlers and tiaras. Yeah, oh, I've yeah. seen clips of it on the soup. Right. Well, so you so and you've I have seen... a season pass on my TiVo. <laughs> and, my and a couple second... of those girls live beneath your house. Yes, my auxiliary TiVo unit, the one that's password protected. <laughs> Um, oh, really? That one's password protected, but satellite too. Is it? You're making a reference to a real thing. I told you the story of like when I was when I was in the eighth grade. I discovered scrambled porn mm-hmm. and uh, was really, really sheltered, and that made it that much more exciting. Like I hadn't been exposed to a lot, so scrambled porn was the most thrilling thing I had ever seen in my life. And I would get up every night at like midnight and sit for hours. And just like watch scramble porn. I wasn't even masturbating. I would just sit there and watch it yeah. for hours. You said that you chose to be sheltered to a certain extent. Like, I like, did, yeah. like culturally, like your dad was a fan of Bob Marley, but you had no interest in it because it sounded like it was bad more into news. Christian rock. And, <laughs> yeah. My, my dad is a, uh, my dad's a minister and my mom was a, she's, she's a uh, deceased but my mom. <laughs> Welcome um, to the podcast. From the, my mom is dead. Uh, from the <laughs> dead department comes <laughs> this corpse. <laughs> my mother got death. <laughs> <laughs> you you had to take on a Johnny Carson, John Stewart pinched voice. She is deceased. Shall we say the worst? The worst. Spreckensy, like- stiff as a board. <laughs> Uh, uh, doornail table for one (laughs) did i ever tell you well really quick i just want to say i'm not happy that my mom died my mom died when i was in high school (laughs) everybody uh point of order people don't think i'm a sociopath Um, i love my very my mom very much she died no no everybody knows that 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 it's no one did i ever tell you my jeremy dick story there was a kid. There was a kid in my grade school named Jeremy Dick. Uh-huh. He was a good kid, kind of a, from the burnout category. Uh, it, I, when I was in grade school, there was no burnouts yet, but he. I ended up knowing him in high school. His in grade school, his name was Jeremy Dick, and uh, that was already funny enough. Your last mm-hmm. name was Dick, but rumor had it mm. the kids would say that his dad's name was Harry, and his mom's name was Ima. <laughs> and I, I, oh, I never, lie. I know, I never, I was like, that's ridiculous. And everyone goes, no, what? It's a name. I'm, a, I'm like, look, I believe his dad's name might be Harry Dick. Maybe. <laughs> like, stranger things have happened. But there's absolutely no way that he married a woman named Ima. No, and that she took his name. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't, there's no way. But I never, I never said anything to Jeremy Dick about it because he, he was one of my few friends and I never bothered to like, I don't know. It just seemed like a dumb what thing is your to bring name? up. Right. And, uh, uh, uh a dumb thing to bring up. Like I was budgeting my, my time and energy. I don't know. It was, uh, but it just so happened that then I, you know, you bounce around and I, I ended up uh, in this uh, suburban high school and one of the other students there is Jeremy Dick. 
and I and I I'm and I remember it was senior year of high school. It was one of the first times I had uh, tried pot. Just because I, I avoided it th- for three years in high school, and then it was like toward the end of my senior year, I started like hanging the out with the reefer uh, started calling the dirt the dirt the dirt bags more than the the than the jocks and the nerds, and because and started smoking reefer. The grass started growling your name. Yeah, and uh, and I was sta- standing in a kitchen, standing in a kitchen smoking a joint with uh, Jeremy Dick. <laughs> Find myself one one on one with him, and now I'm 18 years old. And I go, and we're hanging out, we're talking, we're having a good time. And I go, Jeremy, can I ask you something that I never bothered to ask you in grade school because it seems like such a stupid thing. Like, I just have to know. He's like, yeah, 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 sure. Uh, Was your your dad's name Harry? And he said, "Yeah, yeah." And I was like, "Wow!" Oh, sorry, and I said, "That that he didn't go by Harold." That seems like that's that's fine. But but now, now here's my next question, and you may know what I'm about to ask, but I just have to ask: Was your mom's name Ima? And he paused, and he went, "My mom's dead, man." Uh and that was the end of that. <laughs> and he never gave me a yes or a no, which makes Jeremy kind of a dick. Uh, right? He, I mean, because he could have uh, just said, he could have said yes and she's dead or no and she's dead. Well, I think he kind of answered yes, right? Otherwise, he'd no, be, I don't, I, I don't believe her name was Ima. I just think oh. he. Because <laughs> in my mind, if if she was dead and her name wasn't Ima, he'd be like, uh, fuck you, man. That rumor's been going on for a while. Right. Her, her name was Gabrielle. There's no way her name was Ima. That's crazy. That's a crazy name. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a cool out when your mom dies and her name's Ima Dick. And why would you take it unless her name was Ima? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jeremy, are you listening? Um uh, Facebook. Ho- Jeremy, hopefully you're cooler about things now and not. Request my friendship on Facebook, and uh, and if I accept it, uh, drop me a line. Let me know if your mom's name was Ima. Dead or not, didn't ask. <laughs> Bigger fish, Jeremy. <laughs> What's her name, Ima? Oh boy, I know. You know, with my with my mom dying, um, I I told you my mom was dead, right? Yeah, first time we were in bed. Yeah. Ah, uh, amazing. Just to explain, it's super hard for me to come. <laughs> oh no, I was just saying. It, ta- it, ta- it takes certain like. Instead of saying that was great, I said my mom's dad. There has um, there has to be a really specific set of sound effect uh, albums that you, we're playing. Well, and Dan always screams out, uh, "Make me feel sorry for you. <laughs> make me pity you. Otherwise, this doesn't make sense. You're too hot. Yeah. My mom's dead." <laughs> Yeah, I have, a, I have a rare psychological condition. I can only make love to women that I feel if I feel like I'm doing them a favor. <laughs> so I, 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 have, I have a lot of what before I found out that women could just tell me their moms had died. I, there was so much green screen work, like like, like 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 they had to wear special pants that made it look like they were amputated below the leg, Is below, that, the, below the knee. That's why we're dating is because my mom died. Uh, yeah, because it's great now. Because my other thing is honesty, so I finally right. figured it out. I just uh-huh. gotta find a woman, woman with a dead mom. <laughs> I can finally get rid of all of that, like gaffer tape, and you know, like uh, 
Remember Gary Sinise in uh, Forrest Gump? He had. Uh, How could I forget? That was to, an unforgettable performance. He had to wear like little green green socks on his that went up to his knees, so he could look like he didn't have legs. Oh, really? Those yeah. are green socks. You thought that his legs were gone? No, I thought that he just like bent. He was he was sitting on his little heels. <laughs> you suck, Gary Sinise. Stephen Wolf, my my ass. We thought, I, we, when we thought, I thought you he were was great. <laughs> he wasn't even sitting on his own feet. We want we want that Oscar nomination back. Huh. Weird. Um I I'm more a like big... magic crutches. <laughs> uh can green screens get an Oscar nod? Nomination? Nom nod? Every year since the That's what it's called, right? When you get a nomination, it's a nom nod. Have you ever gotten a nom nod from a guy? A nom nod? Yeah. Like he's like, I have my own Oscars and I'd like to nominate No, no, you. it's a it's a sexual position. Oh, a nom nod. Yeah. Um you know what that is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's a celebrity's daughter and she comes in and hands you the guy's dick. Yes. Right? Um, only once. I was very drunk, so I feel like I didn't really experience that. Um, but I am looking forward to hear Denzel's Washington. Denzel, Denzel's Washington. <laughs> Denzel Washington's daughter is, uh, is down for some nod nods. Did you call him Dentist Washington? No, I said Denzel. Well, you, you, I said Denzel's Washington. Oh, Denzel's. Yeah, I, was just I, I misspoke. To you just you know, I know wrong. that. I just wanted. No, to, I know that. I wanted to celebrate it because I thought you may may have said dentists Washington. I gave the creators of Happy Ending a nom nod um, on Dave Foley's back porch in '97, <laughs> <laughs> and I came, I came like a fucking wildcat. Hilarious. I would like to point something out about uh, Dan Herman. Um, I. Uh, I respect you. I admire you. I, I love you. Um, I, I hope that we're together forever. You, you're a bad person. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> um, I love. I just said that because I was saying that, and you started looking at the at the instruments in the room. I'm start- listening. What do you okay. want me to do while I'm listening to someone? Look uh, at me. What do you What do you want me to do while I'm listening? Do you know what happens when somebody? I look at people? I can hear their thoughts. I can I can feel their feelings. What am I thinking? I what I, am I, feeling? I wish I had the right to vote. You do. <laughs> it happened centuries ago. Okay, true. What? Okay, what now? Uh, I'm wearing the same pair of panties two days in a row. I like how you have an iCloud of references and they just uh, um, reappear all the time. Like Dave Foley's porch. We're just talking about Dave Foley. It's, just, it's amazing. But you, the, the most because like, it's like two forms of memory. What's happening is my brain is dying. So there's no, like there's like a tiny reservoir, yeah. That that's based on something that I heard most recently. Like yeah, it's an iCloud. It's like a buffer. Like I have 256k of RAM in my head <laughs> that can store. If somebody if we t- if somebody talks about lemonade, Dave Foley, and the Hindenburg, then de- definitely the next analogy I draw to relationships in the next conversation will be. It's like if you're on the Hindenburg and you're drinking lemonade with Dave Foley. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, you just explained it. But if anybody ever has the um, opportunity to have a long discussion with Dan Harmon, just listen closely because he'll use analogies with certain people and they right. won't make sense. You won't question it because he'll say it so confidently. Right. And it will kind of make sense. You bring new meaning to, uh, to things. Because <laughs> I, I, I guess I don't have time to think of the right thing, so I'll just say Ruth Buzzy if I mean uh, some woman. I don't know. I just have to keep going, you know. 
Yeah, you gotta. You have to keep on. Keep like on the on. Jurassic Park wouldn't have opened if uh, they didn't have frog DNA as an option. They surged ahead. Like okay. I got bigger shit to do than figure everything out perfectly. As I often tell my girlfriend, uh, who is a professional improviser, uh, I'm a writer. So the first time you hear hear me say something, that's my first draft. That's it's my job for that to be shitty. I, I'm. You, I will hold your feet to the fire if you say something that makes no sense. I'll be like, <laughs> hello, what's your job? Mine is to start weak. So I should start writing more. Yeah. And then, the, and then you yeah. could be like, I forgive all of this because yeah. you're an improviser. Yeah, you th- you thought about this. The, why so. do you think I got out of improv? Like, it's it's great to have that uh. excuse to be able to say to somebody, I don't make, you, make things up for a living. But you're good improviser you're 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 so funny that's why we're dating because we have we have so many funnies you can edit all this out but no it sounds like a good natural ice ice getting break let's take a break dan this is your favorite podcast right yeah so as a fan of this podcast uh how are you going to show me how much you care i'm going to download not only it but all its cousin podcasts in the feral audio family right feral it's the opposite of tame, which is <laughs> nomenclaturally low-hanging fruit. Uh, but but it gets to the point. Like, what do you want? Tame? Go right, feral. exactly. Well, and, Wild. And if I want people to listen to this podcast specifically, like, subscribing would be a good oh, idea, Oh, yeah, right? just go to www.podcast.subscribe.backslash. Dan. No? No, you're doing fine. Tell me how to subscribe. Just go to iTunes and you click subscribe. Wait, are you shitting me? <laughs> well, no wonder they have a monopoly over audio. <laughs> they make it so easy. Yeah, go to uh, do a search for This Feels Terrible and just subscribe to the podcast. Jesus. I've, yeah. been, I've been cranking my radio dial oh, left and damn. right damn. in my Studebaker. Well, also you can leave a review. Oh, that's great. Because that's the greatest thing the internet has ever provided is a voice for the voiceless. (laughs) (laughs) I love comment sections. Well, you know, I've been looking through some other reviews, and it seems like they're mostly positive. I mean, I like, wouldn't you like people to say nice things about my podcast? Yeah, everyone likes it when people say nice things, because that's a natural condition. I'm not asking your philosophy on anonymous reviewing. I'm just asking you to co-promote because the, the more reviews there are, the more there are more five stars, the more iTunes promotes my podcast. If you're telling me that people can go to iTunes and download, <laughs> this feels terrible. The podcast. Dot com? God damn no, it. No, no, no. Sorry. Do you do you love me? I love do you. Do you know my name? If, How tall am I? If you're. What's what am I allergic to? Shrimp. Should we. I'm not allergic to shrimp. You know what I'm allergic I'm only allergic to one thing. Uh, short commercials? <laughs> uh, if, look, it couldn't be simpler. <laughs> what, what were you, born under a rock? Go to iTunes and Go to download. iTunes and review. Uh, boy. It's a commercial for the thing you're already consuming. We get, we get that you hate the system. 
I, 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 no, I'm trying to help. I'm just yes ending. If, if, if in the commission of me supporting something, it becomes you subverted, are, you are yes okay. I have more things to say to to muck up this no. sy- Remember, this process. Ancient Rome had a system where if you were sacrilegious, you got crucified. Jesus <laughs> carried his own cross up to Golgotha, practically nailed himself to it. Oh, I'm sorry. Did that make everything fall apart? Was there something wrong with that system? He was just playing along. <laughs> go to go to iTunes. Download your favorite podcasts and Mine. more. Yours. This I'm feels advertising terrible. Advertising for ad, for iTunes or just well, I'm just advertising for my own podcast. No, that's how you do it. Go to show iTunes. Me, show me how you love me. You click show it. Me how, you want me to go to my. What's the name of my podcast? This feels terrible. Okay, what's my name? Aaron McGathy. Okay. So you want people to subscribe to my podcast. Bye. It's not like I, I I don't I don't care about people just subscribing to podcasts in general. It's oh, my own okay. podcast. Oh, all right, fine, yeah. Well It's th- not like with your TV show you want people to just like watch TV. Please check out this this new medium called TV. No, I want people to su- subscribe to my podcast. Well there are people who, who theorize that car ads are selling cars in general, like and that they have an uh, unspoken agreement among the industry. So that what you're doing is actually part of a larger crime. <laughs> like, like, like you are asking people to endorse a an oligarchy, like, like by by operating within its like channels and saying like mm, you can have my individuality if you only keep sucking it out of a toothpaste tube. I'm not. I don't. I'm not trying to be all Frank Zappa on you. I just you brought it up. No, I get it. I love you too. I love you. And I, I you <laughs> know what? I love you so much that I think that everyone that. Um, I, I want to. I, I I think that everyone should su- subscribe to your um, podcast. Thanks, Dan. Even though I worry that they're gonna love you as much as me, and I don't know how you're gonna spread all that Aaron around. Got wide legs. And that's why you should subscribe to This Feels Terrible, the podcast. What do you think a good sponsor for you would be? Like, what, what if you for could, me personally? Yeah. Hmm. Um, um, like, uh, Dr. Dr. Oh. Johnson's asshole pills. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. It's not based on anything. I know. I mean, is it just like, I'm going to be embarrassed because you said asshole? Like, I... I don't know. I was sure it's like an absurd joke, like like because you're such an asshole. And I don't know if asshole oh. pills make you an asshole or help you if you I are see. an asshole. Well, I was going back to what you were saying about porn, and so I was thinking, well, all right. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, my my asshole's not involved with my sex life. Um, Let's talk about that. About my asshole not being involved in my sex life. I don't know. It's not my podcast. Look, if you want to talk about it, you can. T- you are my honored guest. Uh, I want your asshole to be involved in our sex life. Do you really? But not. I, I don't want to, not in the sense of like. I don't want to lick it. Or it's always there. Touch it or put anything in it. Okay. Um, but I want to know. I want. I want it there. I want it watching. I mean, it's always there. I feel like. It's back is always to the action though. It's not. I want. I want it. I want it. Like I. D- if I know this isn't possible. If 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 I weren't bound by logic and science, like mm-hmm. I would want your asshole up in the corner of the room, like a security camera, watching okay. you and I make love. Is that because you you just have so much reverence for my asshole? Well, reverence and fear. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't want it there, but I respect it. Like as oh, a nice. thing with power over me. It's like. 
Yeah. Do you respect my asshole more than other women's assholes? Is, is there something yes. about it being my asshole? Okay. Yes. Could you uh, elaborate? Uh, well, yours, uh, I always think of as being powerful and omnipresent because mm-hmm. um, you spend a lot of time at my place and it, and it makes a lot of like like deep authoritative noises. What? No, I'm kidding. I'm just, I'm just, you know, that would really embarrass me. I know, I know. Like, I'm, that was dumb. That was a dumb bit. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no noises. <laughs> no, no, of course not. It makes wishes come true. <laughs> it makes wishes come true. Um, you know, it's. Have you ever seen my asshole? Uh, I guess not. No, why would I? Well, I don't know. Because I'm a not a bit. Angle. I, I'm not a. Uh, I don't know. If this is gross to talk about. I'm not a doggy style person. So that would be how I would see have seen your asshole. Right. It would be like in the commission of of uh doing but it we, doing it Game ha- of Thrones style. We have done it Game of Thrones style. Sure. Everybody has to a couple times. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> uh, like Mother's Day. Christmas. <laughs> uh, um <laughs> But you but you didn't like the Game of Thrones style? Well, I don't it it, it I'm not insulted. I, I don't care. It's, it doesn't. I, you, you, perhaps you've noticed I don't do it a lot. Right, 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 right. I think other guys do it more often than yeah. No, time. I do appreciate that. Um, I I haven't seen your asshole. Okay. Is, there, is there anything I should know? Uh, have you ever? Um, did you ever play Mario Kart? Yes, I know. Do you, you, know, do you know what? Say no more. <laughs> Say no more. I know exactly what you're talking. You know about. the the final special level, uh, yes, Rainbow Road. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you can either play Rainbow Road or you can see my asshole. It's the same. It's the same experience. This is, I mean, this is part. Of, it's very dangerous, but beautiful. I mean, you don't have to. It feels insulting to me that you'd bother to explain it all the way. I, I, your asshole I you. Mario Kart. I'm like, yeah, level seven, the ending. Fine. Rainbow Road. <laughs> level seven. <laughs> it, it looks like it got shot point blank with a paintball gun. With a hundred paintballs that are beautiful and iridescent. Well, the bruises that paintballs leave, regardless of the pellet's color, are sort of take on a multi-hued. We're bad. We have bad chemistry. <laughs> What? Yeah. Right? No? You disagree? I don't think so. Do we have bad chemistry? Great chemistry. <laughs> I mean, it feels weird. Well, because we we um, we spend so much time together that it's 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 uh, more of a challenge interviewing you than it is interviewing other people because you know there's not a lot to learn. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like we have a but choice. I was between... having a great time. I'm sorry you're having a bad time. No, I am not having a bad time. I this is what I am. I why this is why my show has had low ratings and why I got fired is because my whole Unfamiliar shtick is with your show. Uh, um, I uh, self commentary and uh, no one wants to deal with that. It's boring, stupid. That's what I do. I am a I am a painting of a guy making a painting. If you don't like that. You're never gonna like anything I have to say. Regular uh, Norman Rockwell. Except no, or... no turkeys, children playing baseball, cars, uh, or any Americana. Just uh, if Norman my, Rockwell only my ever. My thesis. 
my thesis paper in art history was uh, about how much I hated, I hate uh, Norman Rockwell. It's a brave position for a college age kid to take. Well, is it? No. <laughs> no. It's like saying you hate chastity belts. All right. Well, well sorry, I'm so stupid. No, just a mainstream rebel, man. I mean, what? Of course, you hate Norman well, Rockwell you, when you're 18. Well, I, it wasn't just like I don't like this because I like Sid Vicious. It wasn't like that. <laughs> or, there was. A, I'm sorry about this. this what was your uh, position at Family Circus? Um, brilliant. Bill Keen, unappreciated. Uh, Kurt Cobain of my... his time. No, uh, Family Circus is different from uh, uh, Norman Rockwell, or like comics are different from fine art or pop art because uh, comics comics uh, require a more immediate reaction. Like they either makes you laugh or you don't. It's not like with art, you're like, well, did you hmm? <laughs> did you hmm or did you huh? Well, what? So, talk about Norman Rockwell then, because it, I mean, if he doesn't fill I, you with an immediate sense of like inner warmth, wasn't that his job? Wasn't that what he was trying to do? I believe my stance as a seventeen-year-old was that uh, he was he was painting in this realistic style, but he was representing um, a realism that wasn't happening and what he his art even though it's aesthetically pleasing did more harm than good for uh making people you could find my paper it was really good at the time i got an a of course you did your teacher was a frustrated artist who was like yeah exactly fuck you norman rockwell oh my god i had the biggest I had the biggest crush on my art history teacher. And vice versa, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, you, you guys could have given each other A's all the way to the <laughs> rainbow room. Uh, the, the, we, we used to hang out after class, and I'd be like, I if I could grade you on that lecture, it would be an A+. Plus. I mean, and he'd be like, if I, could, if I could grade you on the way you watched me, it would be, is what's the grade above A? And I was like, there is no grade above A. And he'd be like, what does your pussy taste like? And I'm like, let me show you. And then I would jump on his shoulders. It was a really like, strong leg. No grade above A. I suppose there's no such thing as a, a street corner without a, a little newsboy w- w- waving a newspaper around and a girl on roller skates. What are you, Norman Rockwell? <laughs> and then he was like, fuck, kiss me. Get, on, get on your me, knees and me. let me teach you about Jackson Pollock. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming and he's just like going nuts yeah as, as opposed to making a smile face <laughs> uh, well as opposed to just thing. being like a puttery uh puddle story but let's talk about that for a second because there's a, of course it's healthy to regale against um mainstream things that make everybody feel good but there's a certain point, and that's obviously why, like, everyone goes to this stage where it's like, no one's ever heard of the Honeymooners, and then there's another 20 years where all the hippest comics think Jackie Gleason was a genius, and then another 20 years whenever Jackie Gleason can go fuck himself. And, and it's like, if you're satisfying everybody, 
Are you a better artist or a worse artist? Is the Sistine Chapel uh, rebellious? Yes, when we look back at it now, because they say the brain was like represented in there. The Renaissance in general was a rebellion, but it was also the most mainstream thing in the world. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been a Renaissance. Right? Like there I... were people make like making good. Like Norman Rockwell wasn't asking himself. I'm assuming when he was painting, I'm sure he wasn't like abusive to his wife and and like like locked in a room and she would knock on the door with a tray of food and. He'd go like you fuck you you cunt i'm trying to create in here like i'm sure he was like i'm painting myself with a pipe <laughs> i'm sure he was like painting from nine to five and then came down to dinner and his wife said like how how did your painting go he's like you know what i really really good well like, dan, i'm sure dan, he was like a dan. nice guy to have dinner with dan uh you know that paper uh, I, I feel like i probably wouldn't write the same thing as uh, an adult woman i wrote that when i was 17 do you want to talk to 17-year-old Aaron uh, about this Norman Yeah. <laughs> I, yes, I would like to talk to 17-year-old Aaron. All right. Hey. Hi. Um, I heard you wanted to talk to me about my essay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. What did you want to talk to me about? I, I'm getting drunk at the beach later. Well, I heard that you're planning on celebrating at the beach. What an awesome... Um, insight you have into uh, uh, Norman Rockwell. Yeah, you probably wouldn't understand. I think I would, because um, I'm way older than you. Yeah, and I, I don't think you would understand. I don't think it takes a ton of talent to say that something that everyone loves is shitty. <laughs> okay, man. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well... I mean, does it, does it, would it, would it help you to grow as a person mentally if I told you that you're acting like every 17 year old in the world and are therefore the Twinkie of 17 year olds? And then if you want to be punk rock, you might try liking some shit. Uh, what if I told you that you don't, you don't remember what it's like to be a young person because you're an old person. So I could talk to you about, you know, being the Twinkie of 17 year olds, but what I know is that I'm closer to the truth than you are. I think all old people remember is what it's like to be a young person. And no, and they they remember this like false idea of what it is to be like a, a Norman Rockwell person. painting. Yes, we have an inner Fuck idea. Norman Rockwell. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. Oh god, your pussy's so tight. <laughs> we were fucking the whole time, right? <laughs> oh boy. Uh, no, we weren't fucking. It's like a, it's like the finger of an isotoner glove. <laughs> god. A finger of an isotoner glove. Aaron McGathy's podcast brought to you by Aaron McGathy's father. Did someone say Aaron McGathy's father? And Aaron McGathy's little brother. Shout out to Michael McGathy, <laughs> my little brother. Michael, uh, if you're listening, I don't actually have a vagina. Relax. I don't have one. It's it's And it's, also we were we weren't talking about your sister's vagina. We were talking about her hypothetical seventeen year old vagina. And uh Which Michael would be tight. <laughs> it's hypothetical, I'm kidding. Michael, I'm really kidding. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. That's your big don't concern is your brother thinking you have a loose pussy. <laughs> Uh, in case you're concerned, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, you know, I, like you know, when you see stones stacked in a garden. Where was he going to school? Is he? he he's, he's, uh, Western 
Western Carolina. I'm but sure he's, he's going to grad school all for his psychology. Grad students, I'm sure. Like that's the thing is like he doesn't want to get teased on the playground. <laughs> that for, is yeah, like a sister with a loose pussy. <laughs> Uh, it's like my dad can beat up your dad kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael, it's it's tight as a <laughs> it's 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 tighter than the Republicans caucus. They call it a its nickname is Party for a Pencil. <laughs> so just so you know, um, I, I'm so also Michael. I'm very sorry. I don't mean this. I'm so is, sorry. Its name is worst pencil party ever because only one pencil <laughs> is, can ever fit in. Oh well, intimate intimate pencil party. Yeah, or like like or like, no, uh, it's called pencil pe- social pencil, pencil solitary, <laughs> pencil punishment, <laughs> pencil spiritual spiritual journey, uh, pencil meditation, pencil road to perdition, <laughs> pencil solitary confinement. Fine. Agree to disagree. What's the thing in Star Wars where it's like uh, the garbage? Uh, 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 <laughs> Hold on, I have to wipe this cum off my face. Um, <laughs> the the what's the the garbage? Um, uh, the monster pressure. in the garbage. The trash compactor. Yeah, a trash compactor. Well, that you don't really need to be familiar with Lucas's universe to know that. that- it doesn't have a special name, like Zara's uh, the, the, trash compactor. I think it was called the Rebaz. No, okay. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. No, it was called the trash compactor, I believe. Oh, okay. The w- little monster inside of it, I'm sure, <laughs> has a name, and I don't know it. Clitoris. <laughs> Metaphorically, yeah, right. mythically, yeah. Certainly, what Campbell would say. Dan, um, you you are in a very successful relationship right now, but uh, thank if you. you. <laughs> if you weren't. Um, what is, I'm curious, like if if you are going to a party or something when you're when you're single and you spy um, a lady who tickles tickles your um, harm and fancy, right. what's your approach? Uh, it's very childish, and uh, I just I, I if I if I'm relegated to uh, actually a, a physical approach to a stranger, then it's it's always just sad. <laughs> So what happens? Like at a party, like I would just walk up at a party, and I would. It would be. It's so obvious that that I'm doing what I'm doing that it's ridiculous, right? But, but like, why does it have to be a secret? Well, because women don't. Women are. Tell me how us how we how us feel. Or 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 shouldn't I? Because or should I answer your question? Like 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 do like no tell me your experience. Uh, th- th- like w- women don't want to women get turned off but that's a tightrope with women they get turned off by feeling like they're like in charge of some spineless piece of low status garbage like some guy who's like because women are correctly thinking in their head well this guy's putting himself so low that he doesn't even know if he likes me. He's like, he's got me on a pedestal and I'm going to let him down the minute I pick my nose. He doesn't even right. know who he's asking out. So why mm-hmm. should I say yes? And then, and then on the other side of the spectrum, women are turned off by guys who come in so high that again, mm-hmm. they don't, is this guy, am I even talking to this guy or is he trying to put a notch in his belt? Um, so gotcha. somewhere in the middle is a guy that you think is actually like on your level and like, like, like talking to you and actually is interested in you for some reason. And it's, but that, that, that's so, but I'm, I tend to come off on the left end of the spectrum because it's very hard. It's, I just get very nervous. So I just, 
I, I make the mistake of going like, well, I'll just, uh, I'm sure it's very charming for women for me to be like really nervous and really like, uh, tongue tied and I'll just go with that. And, and then like the, it, 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 so it's just sad looking. It's just like, I, I, I just go up to somebody and lean on the wall near them and like, like kind of like, um, what's stare your, at the floor and kind of like, what's your checklist before you go up and talk to a woman? Like a physical checklist? (laughs) I don't know. Um, Well, I suppose so, because like if it's before you've talked to them, but you could probably see if they're sulking or if they're in a good mood or... I I, I may like... Like What what grabs your eye? If there's any... uh, If there's any precursor, it's... uh, It has to do with like availability. Like I I got like... Because looking at somebody, you either like the way they look or you don't. There could be a million reasons to like the way somebody looks. Um, what was your process with me? Well, hold on a second. Sorry. Um, but the, and then, well, I because we're talking about standing at a party or something with yeah. you. Like you represent this new age of like people being able to stalk people on the internet. It's all great. It's all so much more <laughs> honest now. Everybody has these albums of photos. You can check them out from across several rooms so over d- over eight years of their life. <laughs> <laughs> Did you look at my pictures before you met me? Yeah. Yeah, plenty. Of course. Oh, interesting. And I was like, oh, she, yeah, this is a, this, look at this redhead who like always dresses the way that I would dress a woman if I wanted them to dress the way I wanted them to. As, is that Which would really appeal to me because it was like, well, then I don't have to have this conversation where I go like, hey, you should, wear, is- <laughs> you should wear sweatshirts and tights. Because then a normal woman would go like, why? I don't know. Oh. I just want you to. Um. So that was a big selling point. Right. Wardrobe choice. Sounds deep. No, it's fine. When uh, I'm no Norman Rockwell. But, <laughs> uh, and then I, so I, so yeah, I, I, I'd stalked you like Facebook wise, saw what you looked like, kind of maybe poked around like, cause then you electronically, then you can like, there's ways to, see if the person is a bad person or something like, like you look for red flags. What somehow. are you looking for? I don't know. Like you just like, you look for if that, like, like, is there something that this person has written or composed or like where they're in charge of actually saying something or representing themselves and like, like, you right. know, that's wearing an orphan as a hat. The wheat, the wheat can get separated from the chaff pretty quickly there. Like somebody, mm-hmm. somebody might say something or I don't know, in a, in a Facebook status update or something like like ugh, hanging out in line with poor people again ugh, <laughs> wish i could drink their blood <laughs> not kidding <laughs> i don't know not kidding but you but uh i was vetted and you liked everything you you saw post wise yeah i had a big crush on you and then i went and did your show and then um the show that this podcast is based on right and then you were wearing uh other great stuff when you came into the green room and then uh and you wouldn't talk to me right because women don't like that and then uh did your show nailed it said (laughs) i'll let my talent do the talking (laughs) and then you hit on me in a facebook message uh hilarious uh no that's not how that went 
by my definitions and that you made you, contact with me. Oh, that's true. That's true. I, I messaged me says I messaged you and I said, thank you for doing my show, which I ran through the same filter that Quentin Tarantino's character in Dusk Till Dawn, like, like, you know, the way he hears things a little differently. Uh. <laughs> I, was, I was a little curious because you had followed me on Twitter and added me on Facebook. So I was like, well, like he came to my show and then seemed like he hated me. So I I wonder I wonder what how how deep this pool is and so I I messaged you and thanked you for doing my show which I also did to everybody else who did the show yeah I found out later sorry but then you responded if you ever uh, get platonic drinks with men who do your show right I I I, I laid out a geniusly engineered Dan Harmon bear trap. Do you have on your phone, does it have that all of our, it has all of our texts, right? Probably. Could you just, could you read like the first five? For, are you, but are you talking about that? Cause that was a Facebook conversation. Well, because you Facebooked me and you said, um, I, if you ever, I, I responded like you, you left your, you gave this huge explanation right, talking but- about getting uh, platonic drinks. Right, but that was, I, that was in a Facebook message. Yeah, and then you gave your phone number, and you said if you'd like to subscribe to the service, which is Drinks with Dan Harmon, <laughs> text me your phone number. And so I text you, texted you just like, I think I just texted you, um, this is Aaron McGathy subscribing. Right. Yeah, this, it's, it's genius to say if you'd ever like to get platonic drinks, Here's my phone number, because if I reject that, then I'm a terrible person because I don't want to be your friend. But obviously, I wanted to be your friend. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I played your uh, your pragmatism against your... Uh, uh, pussy. <laughs> Pencil pussy. Yeah. It turns out both of them wanted me. My pussy and and, and me? your pragmatism. <laughs> pussy. And well, how can you go wrong with me? Sounds like a Latigra song. So we'll be together forever. It seems that way. So exhausted after going out with you for just like six months. I, I just don't <laughs> think I could ever be with anyone else. <laughs> um, like you're you're so romantically exhausted. Like yeah. there's you've blown your spiritually d- bereft. <laughs> just depleted nutritionally. Oh man. Psychologically just like uh collapsed. Oh boy. I guess I feel that way too. Like I'm just two we're two people in a in, in wheelchairs. No one else will have us because yes. we've disabled each other. Right. Um so yeah. Count on it. Well, I, I feel like you and I are individually um imperfect and maybe our imperfections fit together like uh like peanut peanut butter and jelly on forks where those forks would fit together exactly like a hinge a hinge covered in peanut butter and jelly yeah maybe or well i don't know or maybe or let's just fucking break up or or or, or, or maybe we, we're empty in both of the same places so there's a suction <laughs> it's either empty and <laughs> like when you put two cups together like rim to rim because they both want something in them and neither of them can have it you can't pry them apart it's a, a vacuum or it's a jigsaw uh and my thrust is your reception mm-hmm. 
Well, let's put that to the test. What are or you, it's two doves from heaven. What are your worst qualities? Are they my best qualities? <laughs> I don't, think, I don't so. think so. I don't think so. I don't really believe I that. I feel like uh, we're not opposites. No. Um, I feel like we are I don't close and understand. <laughs> like, we don't, yeah, it's like, We compliment oh, each you, other in that, like, oh, you don't there are take two out the garbage? I love taking out no, garbage. No, no, no. It's like, oh, there are two of them. So clearly, like, there, it's not terrible because there's more than one. Right, right. Uh, we're very similar. That is how I feel. I always like to picture you as the fat girl you were in grade school when I'm walking with you on the sidewalk. Like whenever I feel like I'm getting really? mad at you, like because you're talking too much about some guy you fucked, uh, <laughs> and I start to get like mad at you the way I get mad at women. Like I try to remind myself that. Uh, I, oh, I, she I, was. A I try to picture ugly monster. I try to picture the nerd, and not the uh, smoking hottie. Thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having a tight pussy. <laughs> uh, uh, you're welcome. I it's been waiting for you. It I it didn't seem that way. Uh, uh, like 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 it felt like it was. Uh, it, I caught it uh, in the middle of a beautiful uh, poem. <laughs> Well, well, if something's I, been I waiting been, for been someone, training. it sounds sounds old and cold. Like that's what. Uh, I, okay, like, okay. I've been warming it up for you. you think? <laughs> yeah, that's what. I, yeah, it's, I felt it's that have, way. It's it's had many visitors. It was a uh, Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity breakfast. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, a, I'm the eleven thousandth customer, but it's it's fucking. There's great. a reason why there are <laughs> penis grooves in it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's eroded. It's like it's flannel. eroded. It's a, it was it was worse when it was new. It got yeah, it got like yeah. it got like slowly I softer. Those grooves are. Yeah, fucking love it. Thank you, uh, Kevin, <laughs> Tony, Steve, Gallagher, Yakov uh, Smirnoff, Louis Anderson. I heard a rumor. <laughs> Tell me it's true or not. Oh come on, yeah. Of course. Uh, uh, Jeffrey he just Ross. Stuck his face uh, in it. Jeffrey uh, Ross. The late Greg Giraldo. Uh, He's not uh, dead. <laughs> He's not dead. Yeah, he is. Geraldo died? Oh, Jesus. You didn't know Greg Geraldo died? Oh, no. I knew Greg Geraldo. I, I thought you were talking about um, Geraldo. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to that? have a legacy. If you're Greg Geraldo's children and you're just tuning in. No, I'm so sorry. Uh, no, I absolutely thought... knew that, that Greg Geraldo died. R.I.P. Greg Geraldo. It was very funny. Um I thought I thought we were talking about Geraldo Rivera, <laughs> who should be dead, right? If we could and who trade, you did fuck? If we could trade, yes, yes, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. Whom? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a boyfriend named Steve. Well, yeah, statistically. Uh, have you had a girlfriend named Stephanie? Uh, I kissed a girl named Stephanie when I was a kid. All right, fuck her. Uh, I'm just I, kidding. I couldn't. My penis didn't work yet. I was just kissing. I was eight. Um, Ashley. Uh, online. Probably so, a no. dude. <laughs> Probably a so, dude. So <laughs> no. I also fucked Yahoo News. Uh, <laughs> no, this doesn't count. 
Um, I've had many partners, Yahoo News, uh, Huffington Post. <laughs> that doesn't make any living. sense. No, I mean in a chat room, like talking. Well, to I know. I do, I, well, I'm uh, making fun of you, and I'm saying the intimacy is similar. Yes. Um, uh, I mean, I, I, you cybered a girl named Ashley. I, t- I, I did. Uh, I, uh, I did cyber sex with a guy once. Uh, where when? I got, I was like twenty something, and uh, uh, I remember I was like I was I would convince myself I was writing a book like about like chat rooms. I was like buffering all of my conversations I was having, so I was like trying to have like the craziest conversations ever. Uh-huh. I was like collecting everything, and this guy started. Were you were you actually in your heart writing a book, or were you just curious and you just for yourself? And no, I was the, the former. I promise. From a, for, as as a, as a guy who's willing to tell you that he jerked off in front of a computer while a guy was like typing like then I'm sucking your dick and all that stuff like, like I, I'm willing to tell you that and so you can believe me when I say the, the way I ended up there is that I thought I was like really sincerely thinking in my head like I'm gonna, I'm gonna write this amazing book about like that's gonna be like all these buffered like I was just like going from chat room to chat room like having mm-hmm. any kind of conversation you could possibly like I wanted to write like this quintessential like a guide to guide to no, uh, just cybering like a, dudes. No, yes, know, a guide to kidding. sucking dudes' dicks. Yes, I said cybering. Uh, I, I, uh, it was it was it would have been of the moment. Obviously, now it's a little late to write this book, but in 1997, right, uh, it might have been kind of interesting. If I had did, you ever there. go into Ashley's teen Christian chat room? Uh, was that you? That was me. Oh. I wasn't Ashley, but I was in there. Fontaine. My uh, username. I cybered a gentleman. <laughs> I cybered a gentleman. <laughs> when I was like 14, I was saying that I was uh, 19 and that my name was Fontaine and there was this man who came in there and I would... <laughs> and that you were from Ben Vereen <laughs> and you drank Ovaltine? Uh, well, Fontaine is a character in Lame as a Rob. It was my French class name. Um. And I, I would go into this chat room called Ashley's Teen Christian Chat Room because I was really Christian when I was in high school, uh, as established earlier, more than my parents. And I would sit in this chat room and like atheists or like whomever would just like come in and be like, fuck Christianity, this is yes. what's wrong. And because then I would just. They're, the mo- they're, they're more devout than anyone yeah. who makes the perfectly healthy choice to just. So like, I would just, I would just sit there and defend Christianity. Oh. Thanks for turning your phone off, brah. Thanks for calling me a bra. Um, yeah, so I would I would sit there in this chat room and for hours, and people just come in and like there were six or seven of us that would be in there every day, just waiting like a Venus flytrap for people to come in and attack us. <laughs> um, and I think like the motivation was positive and loving, like it, at least for me. I remember at the time, this is when I was like thirteen or fourteen. Like I was, I thought that I was like defending like this greater goodness and that I was also like helping these other people. And, and it, we weren't, we were being anti evangelical because we were waiting for people to come to us and like throw burning bags of poo right. so we could defend, defend ourselves. But there's this guy who came in one day who, um, ASL, he was, uh, 27 male, uh, Liverpool, England. Uh, and so I, I started talking to him and he wasn't there to 
attack us, but we talked for a really long time and then kept on getting together to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, I said my name was Fontaine and that I lived in San Francisco and that I was 19 and I was 13 and I was living in... Um, like the suburb of San Diego. Jesus was looking down on a cloud over all of this. The big thumbs up, like Rusty Jones over a well-insured automobile. So uh, this guy, this was like my first, I mean, technically my first sexual experience. We, we would talk and then he started complaining to me about how his, his blue balls, <laughs> <laughs> my cramp, his cramping and his, and his, uh, knickers. <laughs> my Wayne's the Wayne's cutting of my Piccadilly you, is uh, is gone all circus. Uh, he's his hey ninety nine. It was not nine. Uh, he he told me that his long term girlfriend who he lived with was not um, pleasing him and was not uh, there for him sexually. I'm like thirteen or fourteen at this and point. You're just there to help. Well, I, my response was like, oh man, that, that really sucks. Like I would never do that. Like I, like, you know, like I'm pretending to be 19 and I think I'm much more mature than I am. I also was like more mature than 13, but he, um, but not sexually. So no, not at all. Um, I don't even know if I was wearing a bra yet or if I had got my period, but I had, um, he, he started talking about his girlfriend and was like, well, she just, uh, just lays around like a log in bed. She may as well be a log. This is my first intro- introduction to like a man talking about a woman in bed. So it was like, I still think about that. Like when I, every time I'm having sex, I'm like, am I being a log? Am I being a log right now? I thought about that, that literally this morning. <laughs> That's how long it's like, I'm, it's been. So how do you not be a log? What do you? Well, I move my hips. That's where that comes from. It's that hip movement. I didn't know you were moving them. Oh, Fuck! I thought you were like was a, log. a log. Oh, oh goddamn! Damn <laughs> I remember. I remember. Feel, I was like, I don't know why I always feel like I'm sawing something. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, he. So he said, like my girlfriend, she just lies in bed like a log, and I. So I was like, ah, uh huh. So I suppose that means that uh, people are supposed to move around while they're right. having sex, and uh, I think what that really means. I, my speculation is that uh, it means he doesn't have a girlfriend. And well, well, no. I yes, I think that you were talking to a, another thirteen-year-old in Utah. But uh, I, I think I think that people being dead fish or logs in bed really means uh, no oral sex. I don't think people need people oh, to really? move around a lot. I think they just mean. Yeah, we, we go to bed and they lay there and then we just do this thing. Like, I want them to blow me or eat me out and they don't. I think that's what that's code for. Well, but there's a difference between like women being engaging and having sex. When you say like move around, I'm not seizuring while we're having sex. I know. I just I'm responding <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thank you. I know. Don't be just so defensive. I know. <laughs> I didn't think you were having a seizure. 
no i i no i get it i get that there's of course it's, if somebody did an experiment where they simply actually just laid there during missionary sex of you'd course, be like oh god are you okay it would feel like a mannequin or a cpr dummy or something and uh i would come twice as fast because i'm a necrophiliac but uh no the the what? i get that there's movement there i was doing a bit the but i i also had to me that, trying that the next time we were together i'm I moving think, too much apparently i think that people well we can we can try that actually holy before. fuck i had no idea well you had a mannequin thing you had a mannequin leg but i didn't know it was a whole mannequin thing well i don't know it's yeah, i've never really scratched this itch i don't know uh okay uh, I mean, if it's a whole man, I thought it was more of a leg thing and less of a mannequin thing. Well, I think Dan, it's- Dan, if you do a little research, um, check out a video. <laughs> it's my favorite Dan Harmon video, which uh, I think really made me fall in love with him. It's the funniest thing I've, I think he's ever done ever and will ever do. <laughs> yeah. uh, the links, yeah. the links video for his, is the channel one Oh one pilot. It's a cancel pilot. Where he is a, uh, he's a guy who, uh, after he, um, after he masturbates and he happens to masturbate with a, uh, mannequin leg covered in a, in, in hosiery stimulating his nipple. After he comes, he lies in bed and, uh, thinks about how he's, he's going to die soon and how he's getting fatter and how he's, he's thinking about his ex girlfriends. But then he turns into a lynx and he, uh, <laughs> And he fights crime. And it's uh, it's the, the best thing ever written. It's so funny. It's the best thing. I wish I could write my dad and be like, Dad. Uh, it's the funniest thing ever. So when I when I saw that, I thought, because when we started dating, like we have a lot of mutual friends and a couple of our mutual friends were like, you know that Dan's like, he's into redheads because they have red hair and uh, is really into uh, tights. Right. And I am um, both true. Both true of me. Yeah, I've I've been wearing tights for years and years and years, always like as pants. I've worn tights more than pants over the last ten years or something. And, but I uh, do think I have a thing for. Um, but you have a thing for mannequin legs. I have the, I, for I, mannequins. I think that I think that there's an itch I haven't scratched that has to do with like mannequins and like robots or like. Um, women who are uh, unconscious interesting like, like i cuz i you 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 found like pictures on my ipad that were all from a category like you were like why are they sleeping yeah. <laughs> And like, well, because uh, I was on a th- I because I, I was exploring that concept. I was like, is that right? A well, that's really, that that's really like, we we haven't, or maybe I haven't made the connection before, but like we haven't talked about that um, as as a couple. That's really interesting. But, that's but, all- but I have told I have told you about my sleeping fetish, and you certainly didn't like jump on that. What do you mean sleeping fetish? I'm sure I've talked to you about this. No, I don't. If you, what do you mean? Like you? I'm not doing it, but you want a dude to like molest you in your sleep? Yeah. What? We've talked about that. What? No, this is like Fantasy Island. What do we? <laughs> or the word? The opposite. Like what? It's like where you realize you worked on Fantasy Island and you've been 
well, plunging toilets all day, and uh, Mr. Rourke <laughs> was like, "No, you could have been fighting dinosaurs." What? All right, like, what are you doing tomorrow at eight? <laughs> Pretend to be asleep. Pretend to be asleep. I think it's I a, like like I don't think it's a healthy thing. Like I don't care. Well, it doesn't come from. I, I was never. I was never molested or anything. I, I don't know where it comes from. It's self loathing. Like, it's, it's 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 thinking about sexuality as being a thing that shouldn't involve you because you are not right. We have that, talked about that. And I I I think about I, I like. Uh, I don't have fantasies about like um, uh, abusing uh, people that uh, are so beautiful that don't want to. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't, I don't have non aggressive, non consensual sex fantasies. But no, right. I like, I, I it, it's more like just like um, the safety and comfort of the concept of somebody that can't judge you. Well, I, while I you're that, indulging yourself, I think that sleeping fetish for me comes from uh, growing up in such a sexually uh, sheltered home, and like I didn't, I didn't, um, I wasn't sexual, and like I wasn't, I didn't, wasn't with anybody until I was in college, and all my friends around me were all having sex and doing things and I like didn't understand it and I was very prudish and like I it got to the point where like if people talked about sex or blowjobs or anything when I was in high school I would like I would start crying and I would just like leave like I didn't know how to deal with it and so I think that is why the uh that sleeping thing yeah. is appealing. Well, I know to me. you don't you don't you don't respond well when I talk I don't, I don't when I make sweeping raped. generalizations about gender and stuff, but there is a dif- difference between men and women psychologically and sexually if only Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, I know there doesn't have to be. I know you can all drive a truck, but 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 the 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 research and thinking seems to indicate like like in the '60s when they were just just learning to start to ask people about this stuff, women would have what are technically non consensual sex fantasies that they would finally cop to, but um, nobody wants to be abused. Nobody wants to have sex with somebody they don't want to have sex with. What right. women in the '60s did want to do is have sex with the president on orders of the Secret Service. Like that was a big right. like thing it didn't help that the it didn't hurt that the president was super hot and like but but the idea was a guy in a suit would come to your door and go your country needs you i don't care what you want uh communism is going to take over the world uh you need to get in this car and come with us or else it doesn't matter what you feel or what you think or what you want the reason isn't because p- women wanted to be forced to do something mm-hmm. or, or, or rather the reason wasn't because they um, uh, uh, want uh, uh, didn't have respect for themselves. It's quite the opposite. It's like women are told um, this is naughty. And so the Naughty's not a, real word. A, a fantasy has to incorporate like a certain amount of like, it's out of my hands. Uh, so that you can get to the nitty gritty, the well, p- the precursor is like a good movie starts with it's the year two thousand thirty, so that you can right. say everyone's got a gun and the oil wells are on fire and there's people also, are half robot. Right, but there there there's also um, for me and I think think many other women grew up uh, in a very sheltered household where sexuality was just um, not discussed and not. Uh, 
it was it was a plant that no one was fo- was 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 watering, and so there's so much shame involved with sex that and like that in combination with being like a really like eggheaded kid who was always the nerd and like that I was I was conscious of pretty girls from from the age of 8 and I was not one of them and I was around like all the all the boys like I would make friends with the boys and they would talk about how pretty all these other girls were and I was just like invisible which was fine I didn't have a problem with it but I was like yeah those are the pretty girls and like I I made peace with being the ugly smart one when I was like 11 so then like the sex sexually like having a man like not being able to resist himself when he's lying next to you like he sees you sleeping like sleeping beauty and he's like oh no she's so beautiful i'm so sexually um turned on by this person i can't resist her like i i I have to touch her like that's what's attractive to me like that like the my first boyfriend that was like a really big part of our sex life. Was this? Well, you told me about that, and it sounded like you that was horrible. But I, I, the, 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 and the con- the converse for for me is like if you're a nerdy guy, I think like you look at the uh, girl nearest you in math class, and my first impulse is to think, um, well, I can't really fantasize about her looking at me and going like take me right now it's an easier path of less resistance to fantasize about her uh uh not uh, being unconscious because you hate yourself so much so you 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 like 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 right. that, that it's like like if i had a magic button that i could press that would make all the girls fall asleep because and it's like, like that's uh like like guys that hate themselves are are the more in danger of being creepy and 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 getting into shit that like can't, you know there's there's danger there because you're fantasizing you're hating women you're idolizing them you're putting them on a pedestal you're that that's a gateway to misogyny and like fantasies about stuff where women are victims and not just like consensual uh but I say that uh, with all confidence because I know that the alternative is like loving yourself so much as a dude that you think all women want it. And like, like that doesn't help either. That's how no, you become Ted I, Bundy. It's like, I, I'm good looking. Fuck you. If you don't like me, I'll hit you with a baseball bat. <laughs> Come to my truck. <laughs> okay. 14 year old. Don't be ashamed of yourself. Uh, always tell people how you feel. Never be ashamed of it. You'll constantly be asked to be ashamed of it. It will never end until the day you die. But also as an asterisk on all of that, in the commission of being proud of yourself, never be Jeremy Piven. <laughs> Just don't be a fucking gross weirdo right, that, right, right. That, 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 that whose pleasure demands other people's displeasure. Um, do, I yeah, know. I agree. Play it by ear. <laughs> <laughs> Play it by ear. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, it's a pleasure to be anywhere with you. You know what? You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> you too. All right. All right. You don't sit this close physically to the other guys that you do this with, right? Yeah. The microphones are usually further apart. <laughs> oh. Um, I don't like the idea of Greg Barrett being this close to you. <laughs> Greg Barrett. He's a bit of guest. <laughs> um, well, he seems like a quintessential podcast guest. Right. Like, don't you? Doesn't your podcast kit come with Greg Barrett as a guest? <laughs> <laughs> you just starter, a starter guest is like Greg a, Barrett. 
He's like a, a box of band-aids <laughs> with fireworks. What kid includes a box of band-aids? God damn it. Why do you, uh, you, you, why do you, you call me on everything? You say it. I would love for you. Would you, do, would you do the world a favor and go out with Robin Williams for six weeks? Because like that guy is just like, no, I pity the fool. It's like, wait, whoa. I probably, Wasn't that I, just a racist my, joke? My like, brain what? would start bleeding. <laughs> like, what did you mean by that? Like, no one asks. They just laugh and he moves on. Well, with ex-boyfriends, when I've done that before, they've screamed, screamed and cried and said, stopping a bully. So, <laughs> well, I, all right, I feel that way. But I, uh, but no, I like it. I like, I like because I, the more than any dumb joke I've ever made, I, I love the conversation about it. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you for doing the thank you for doing the podcast. This is how close I have sat with other guests. All right, fine. And there's you know there's a certain energy. All right. Well, make it up to me by pretending to be unconscious next time we have sex. Okay. All right. Fairlaudio.com is an artist-friendly podcast collective hosted by Castmates.fm. Host our own podcast at castmates.fm today. All of our artists reserve the rights to their materials. Your donations directly support our favorite artists, help pay for their show's production, and keep your favorite shows free. Music by The Fancy. We are the fancy.net. Visit fairlaudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on Ad Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo, and Fios Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific.